Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. This time every week, well, normally uh, now on a Thursday, but we often do this... um, we used to do this on a Tuesday, all thanks to the very good people at Holmes Glen. Uh, the man that heads up their sports media department is Sam Duncan. He's the course leader, the Bachelor of Sports Media and Sports Business at Holmes Glen TAFE. We talk all things sports media. G'day to you, Sam. G'day, Sam. Good to be with you. Great to be with you. Um, I was keen to have a chat to you this week. And um, when we talk about media and we talk about whether it be competition integrity or how we want the game to be viewed, um, how we want people to experience the game. I want to ask you about the goal review system. I am a very, very staunch um, – I am a critic of our current goal review system. I just don't think they've spent enough money on the technology to be able to overturn decisions without a shadow of a doubt. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't have the system in place and we should go back to doing it the old-fashioned way. Let, let's talk about – the impact of the goal review system on the game itself and, and and how these things should be set up so that you don't have situations like in the NRL at the moment, like in the AFL at the moment, where it's almost embarrassing to see them go through these reviews when they can't actually get 100% clarity on them. Where are the David Attenborough cameras with the hummingbird wings slowed down to a single flap? <laughs> well, that's a good question. You, you, but you're spot on. It absolutely has a big impact on the product. Um, and, you know, it also impacts the way in which people talk about the game. So, you know, I, I was at the game, for example, on Saturday night, and there was great frustration at what was happening with the uh, the goal review system. If you listen then to talkback radio and different programs, it's a topic of conversation as well. And every time um, we have another goal review and it takes, you know, a minute or so to decide, and inevitably there cannot be a decision made due to a lack of quality with the actual product being used to make these assessments, uh, you know, fans roll their eyes um, and groan and moan. Uh, And so it absolutely does impact the product and everything that goes around the game. I guess the AFL could upgrade their system. It would be expensive. They clearly make a decision not to because they don't probably agree that it is the issue that that um that we do so you know but sam whenever 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 you hear whenever you hear coming from the book there's insufficient evidence that is embarrassing that that the fact that that expression even exists when we're we're a multi-billion dollar industry if there's if that system can't create sufficient evidence or sufficient camera angles uh, or clarity then we just shouldn't have it anyway i interrupted keep going no, that's 100%. And so, you know, I mean, it is expensive, but I mean, you, they might see it as an investment in the product as well. And it's difficult to know. We don't know how much the uh, the AFL is currently spending. Mm. I mean, overseas, for example, if you look at the Hawkeye system that's most widely used in a lot of football, soccer um, competitions around the world, it's estimated that that costs 
you know, about $500,000 per stadium to install. And they have seven plus cameras, um, you know, required in each goal. But again, that's a very different looking goal line to ours and a a very different looking set of goals, if you like. It's likely that the AFL would need more. I mean, for their VAR systems, they have something like another 14 um, cameras around the ground. Again, perhaps the AFL would need more. So it's difficult to know how much it would cost. Hawkeye, for example, also lease the use, I guess, if you like. They have a licensing fee that costs up to $3 million a year or around about $15,000 a match um, if we were talking about the AFL. So, I mean, if to put it in every stadium, and we're using figures from another sport, and it's likely that it would cost the AFL more just because of the different look of our game. I mean, the AFL also has to figure out if a ball's been touched and not on the goal line. 20 metres out, 30 metres out, 50 metres out. So the technology would probably need to be even more advanced. Mm. And you have AFL women wanting more money. You have grassroots wanting more money. You have Tasmania wanting a team and wanting, you know, support. So for the AFL, I guess it's a matter of juggling all of those different priorities and stakeholders. Yeah, and and I think that's a fair point too. My view would be... Either do it completely or don't do it at all. But you can't, don't be half pregnant on this because the, the yeah. whole idea of insufficient evidence, I think once we're at that point, you go, okay, well, we're clearly, we can't afford it. And if we can't afford it, let's just say, look, we can't afford what we would want to make this uh, a precise system. In the meantime, we're going to go back to doing it. And then we won't waste time on, on score reviews where we can see a blur and go, oh, well, it's whatever the umpire's call was anyway. And we can't overturn well, it. So what are we wasting time for? Yeah, and, and I think that's a really good point, particularly considering we're trying to figure out whether the ball was touched, not on yeah. the goal line. Like, it's different to goal line technology, what yeah. we're asking yep. our goal review system to do. So perhaps they should just focus on goal line technology and say, listen, we don't have the technology or the money to purchase the technology at the moment to be determining whether a ball was touched 30 metres out from goal. So our focus is simply on the goal line technology at the moment. I mean, in saying that, there are practices around the world that are being worked on. I mean, Eddie Maguire flagged this at the um, Sport Next conference in, yeah. in Melbourne last month. It's talking about microchips in footballs. It's being trialled in the US. They're working with the NFL. And basically, there would be a microchip in the football that would ensure that we can check through the microchip whether it's hit the post, whether it's been touched off the boot, whether yeah. it's gone out of bounds and we would know instantaneously um so i mean that's the future and maybe we've just got to wait for for technology to catch up to the specific needs which are quite unique needs of the afl no good conversations and and good points well made sam i think it is something that that needs to be a, a high priority agenda item along with plenty of other things at the moment as well Hey, um, we've been meeting to catch up, which we've missed missed each other the last few weeks. The, I've mentioned a couple of times that I've been really keen to to get, whether it be Marcus King, who's leaving to go to Geelong, or whoever's now going to be in charge, or even just a part of the fixturing team uh, at the AFL. Um, I would love to get a little bit more clarity from them, and we and it because we have a lot of people asking the question about the rolling fixture, and we thought the whole purpose of the rolling fixture was best performed teams in the best time slots. It would appear that that's not happening. So what 
from your view, we're speaking to Sam Duncan, by the way, from Holmes Glen, upskill your career, learn more, do more at Holmes Glen, study sports, business, health, and building and construction. Apply now, learn more, do more at Holmes Glen. He's a sports media expert and the head lecturer there. What? Why aren't we getting what we were promised? What's actually what factors are at play here when the when fixtures are put together? Well, probably you know requests or even sometimes demand from clubs needs to be considered, I guess. I mean, ideally, we would have the two best teams or or the best match, if you like, in any given round on Friday night. And ideally, I guess, for another conversation, we'd be playing every Thursday night. Absolutely. And I dare say we will be going forward. Um, But, I mean, the AFL always talks about breaks, you know, player breaks, five-day breaks, six-day breaks, et cetera, et cetera. But you've also, I guess, got to consider the the request from different clubs. Um, And we have a pretty strong, you know, egalitarian view of the way in which the AFL should be run. We've got an equalisation policy as well. And part of that is that clubs who might not be before that well still request big games. I mean, it's the Essendon's 150th year this year. They're playing their arch rival Carlton in a couple of weeks and they requested a big Friday night game. Now, at the beginning of the year, the AFL might have ticked off on that and said, yes, we can do that, expecting Essendon to be better than they ultimately are. And here we are in a couple of weeks stuck with that game on a Friday night. The the other thing is, and it won't happen often, but if we... I guess one way of looking at it is if the bottom teams are constantly hidden away, if you like, on pay television or behind a paywall, played at 4.40 p.m. in the afternoon or, or, you know, uh, in a twilight fixture on a Saturday afternoon, it can exacerbate the gap between the haves and the have-nots. There's no doubt that extra exposure generates extra revenue for you. Uh, And so you could get stuck in the cycle. And that's why the AFL has shared... Um, historically, primetime matches. Um, sometimes we scratch our heads. On the flip side, the other argument is, hey, listen, you put the best matches on when the most people are watching. It'll mean that more people watch week in, week out. That'll increase the ratings, increase the value of your broadcast rights, mm. and therefore you can distribute more money back to the have-nots, if you like. But I've got no doubt that the complexities of our competition and the way it's structured with 10 teams in Victoria, all fighting for the same corporate dollar, all fighting for the same newspaper space, all fighting for the same fans, means that, to be honest, a lot of clubs are stretched. And primetime television certainly helps them um, when it comes to counting the money on their bottom line. Hey, Sam, we're a little bit out of time, but next week, write these down that we will discuss the AFL Grand Final remaining a day game. Your view was that it would probably never be a day game again, so we're going to hold you to that, and we'll yeah. chat about that when we've got more time. And also the the the, fan, the, the, the the ratings and the attendances and what that means from your perspective. We'll do all that next week, mate, but we'll speak to you then. Looking forward to it, mate. Enjoy the rest of the night and uh, chat to you next week. Sam Duncan from Holmes Glen. Uh, upskill your career, learn more, do more at Holmes Glen. Uh, sports media expert, study sports business, health and building and construction. Apply now. Learn more, do more at Holmes Glen. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.